Welcome to the Workplace of the Future cast. I'm your host, Leo Plaza, and this is not your typical podcast. Make sure to hold on to something because we're going to travel deep into the future of workplaces. Enjoy! Okay, Donna, thank you so much for being here. What's, um, could you please start by telling us a bit about you? Um, I don't think you really need an introduction, but for those who don't know you. <laughs> sure. So, uh, Donna Niazov, um, I own a company with my husband and business partner, a family-friendly carpet cleaning and pest control. Um, I sit as the president for the 456 Chamber of Commerce. Uh, also sit as president of the LNP Business Network Forum, which is a um, business branch for, I guess, more federal. Um, I chair a networking breakfast group and I sit on the uh, Sunshine Coast Chamber Alliance. There's a couple of other things that yeah. I won't bore you with the long list. No, no, but that's like, <laughs> so very onto networking and, and you know, um, so you're very social, obviously. How do you come across, how do you meet me and how do you end up in this room? Oh, well, um, you were one of my favorite customers when, oh, you, <laughs> when you used to manage uh, one of the resort complexes on the on the coast yeah. um, a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, no, all joking aside, you were one of my favorites. I think um, maybe the young sort of vibrant energy and, you know, just being really easy to talk to. So, and then, yeah, once you left there, I, um, I think we reconnected. And um, through Easy Clean, and um, through doing some work together, and uh, just formed a beautiful friendship ever since. Yeah, do you remember that time we were in this um, sort of restaurant breakfast sort of thing? That was when I was first like jumped out of Oaks and I was into Easy Clean, and I was like, Donna, here's my flyer. What do you think? You know, do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. That was like I look back and I'm like, wow. Then you know, it's like it's been a while and at the time I didn't know what I was getting myself into but now I love it so um so okay and then you end up in this room because obviously uh, um you know you you've sort of heard about the podcast or or what was the first time when I messaged you and asked you to be in the podcast is that the time, first time you heard about the podcast no or? I've seen um I've seen through uh, the social media channels I've seen a podcast you've done previously I can't I'm not sure how many you've done yeah um, but yeah I have sort of seen it and I thought oh that's great and when you did ask me I was pretty excited to be involved so there was no persuasion oh really very <laughs> <laughs> thank you and this is episode five actually oh wow okay so we got episode two's come out this morning mm-hmm. um but obviously we're getting very ahead and so like we want to program that every week it's all like programs on this episode five sure i'm um, gonna do it for like six months like and then hopefully with that i have a whole year worth of footage and episodes so. yeah that's amazing um, but no look again seriously thank you so much for you know for this and i was sort of going through the questions before but overall what i'm trying to do is really bring to whoever's listening an idea of what the workplace of the future is going to look like, you know, um, from a physical perspective of facilities, but people as well and culture and like, like the mindset of people, like um, how we're going to evolve, um, how we're going to work in the future. So with that said, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions, um, particularly about networking, because I know you're very involved with networking. So do you see that change like the, with, you know, technology? Do you think that people are going to still network the same exact way? Or do you see that change a little bit? Well, it's really interesting actually because this past year has probably been, um, we've been forced into the biggest 
let's call it experiments that we've ever been exposed to in the way of because everybody's been very isolated or working from home or you know just generally not being allowed to be in big groups of people and we've been forced into uh, zoom meetings or you know skype meetings or social media and it's been a really interesting test and whilst yes it's been very popular and people are in the mindset of you know oh we don't have to leave our house to network or can we do this I've also find um, I've also found you know being the event chair and putting on events that um, we sell out almost instantly you know it's um, within 24 hours of an event going live or face-to-face -face, people crave that human interaction they crave um, yeah. rocking up and seeing each other and you know for women it might be doing their hair or makeup or putting a nice uh, blouse on and you know it, it that's just human nature so whilst I think technology plays a really big part of the way that we do things I think that will continue to evolve yeah. I also feel that um, you know as humans we literally crave that interaction face to face with other humans yeah I don't see that personally changing too much over time um, but then again you have a much younger generation of people coming up now where all they were born known in that. Yeah, is yeah. technology and mm. um, so where will that go look a part of me still thinks that they will be um, they will also crave interaction like I've noticed um, they've got the Sunshine Coast Young Chamber of Commerce now um, and you know they're, they're hosting events and meeting up face to face with people so um, I think technology has its limits yeah you know by the way for those who don't know like I consider you personally the networking queen of the sunshine coast <laughs> all I do is I got it quite easy I just need to like follow you around and then I meet like a bunch of great people <laughs> literally that's actually what's happened like I've met like some amazing people through you so thank you for that um so going back to networking okay so basically what we are seeing is obviously we had the lockdown people went you know very opposite of socializing, you know, like very um, being at home and, and not socializing much. But then you and see like bouncing back up to now, people really wanting to, um, you know, it sort of sounds to me like a stock market sort of thing situation where like you know you have like the ups and downs and that. But what do you see? I totally get that you now seeing like that, you know, people really now you know hungry to socialize. But long term trend, meaning. Yeah, we're gonna go up and down, and maybe there's another breakout, and people have to go back home, and then. But where do you see that long-term trend going in terms of like, um, yeah, networking, socializing? Because let's say if we have VR, which is coming out in like a couple of years or something, like where people can like literally, um, instead of having to go meet you, drive and park and like find a car space and and you know figure out how to get in, we can just like click a button and then we're next in the same room, you and I. Um, this is something crazy that Facebook's working on called Oculus. I don't know if you've seen those videos, but um, yeah. So where do you see this long-term trend going? Yeah, and I think um, I think that all that's really, really cool concept. And I think it's uh, when it's here, I think there'll be a certain demographic of people that will utilize that more so. Um, I think the smaller communities, so if we're talking about the Sunshine Coast in particular, um, I think one thing we've learned through COVID more than ever is that people want to be in front of people. Yeah. People want to support local people um, and there's a really big push for it and people want it. You're always going to have exceptions and groups that don't. Mm. Um, you know, all the way through COVID, as soon as the, the new rule of you could have 20 people in a restaurant came out, the 4556 Chamber hosted 
um, dinners for 20. Yeah. Right? Um, they were sold out in about 10 hours from when they went live. It's only 20 people, but, um, you know, that was the general consensus of people getting together and being, you know, we've loved the time at home, relaxing by ourselves, mm. not having all that, you know, rush. But, God, we've missed you know, this human yeah. interaction. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think it will be utilized for certain things, but I personally just do not believe yeah. that it will ever change, you know, past a certain degree with face-to-face. -face. Yeah, yeah. I, I also agree, and I think it's human nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just what we are in our DNA. My, 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 where I'm going to be this, like, what if, like, technology becomes more human than humans? Like, in the way of, like, in, in, in allowing you to um, you know, enhance your sort of sensory, um, you know, like you can actually be more with you. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned the Sunshine Coast. Uh, I wanna, I would love to know from you. How do you see the Sunshine Coast change in the future? Like, it's getting busier. It's getting so popular. I have so many people that say like, oh yeah, we have the Sunshine Coast. They're coming here more than ever. How do you see it change? Like, obviously, apart from just getting busier, but any changes that you see coming out? It's an interesting dynamic here because as the younger um, families come in, moving from interstate and from internationally, there's almost like this new mentality here of where they want the Sunshine Coast to be. But at the same time, the Sunshine Coast is a very, um, you know, family orientated, but very in one sense relaxed place like it's very different from the Gold Coast for example yeah. you know we don't have you know proper nightlife here or casinos or anything like that and um, you know as exciting as it seems to have for some people here it's also you know you can just drive down the road an hour and, and do that you know yeah. like what makes the Sunshine Coast precious is the beautiful beaches the scenery I mean I often take my own children somewhere and cannot believe that we're on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. It's like you can have anything here from you know scenery to beach to mountains to shopping to dining to you know theatre to you know anything. Mm. Um, you know, from a business perspective, I think there's a lot more people coming here and um, it's becoming a lot more multicultural, which I think is fantastic because bringing making a place excuse me more multicultural means new ideas different flavors, different everything, and yeah. you know, there's nothing um, you know, more special about that than a place. And what would be the, like, because obviously as it gets busier and like we have this whole, um, you know, people wanting, a lot of people are focused on mostly money and that kind of thing, like what do you see some of the negative possible outcomes for the Sunshine Coast that you don't want to see? Um, I think, um, I think something needs to happen with the roads because I would hate yeah. to see congestion on yeah. the roads. You know, coming from the UK um, and living in Israel for a couple of years, like that was probably my, you know, my biggest pet hate. Wherever I would go, there was traffic, there was, you know, fumes, and you know, it just creates this. It makes you think that you're always in a rush, yeah. and we have a very laid-back attitude here. Which I'll be honest with you, when I first moved here, I hated. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took me about two years to get used to how relaxed yeah. the Sunshine Coast was, because I'm a city girl. Yeah. You know, I was used to the you know hustle of city life, but here. There's just something beautiful about how calming it is. Mm. So I would hate for the Sunshine Coast to turn into this really stressful, stressful oh, yeah. hustle of the you know city. And you know, I guess my attitude is if you want that lifestyle, 
don't move to the sunshine yeah, coast yeah, because yeah. you know like and that was something I say out of experience you know for the first at least year I was here I was literally that whinging palm mm, and mm. then one day I realized well you know hold on a second if I want to be in a place like the city or the UK yeah. in particular then I can very easily get on a plane and go and be in that place. Yeah. Otherwise, I need to adjust to the lifestyle here. And thank God I did, Yeah. you know, um, because I couldn't think of anywhere more special to live in the world. Yeah. And on the good side, what do you see, like, it, but what is the Sunshine Coast's biggest potential um, and that you look forward to the most? Well, so I've been here nearly 10 years. And one of the things that excites me more than anything on the Sunshine Coast is the volume of development. You know, when I drove down, even take Nicola Way, you know, a couple of years ago, Boccarina Beach was not there. Mm. You know, that, yeah. that whole complex was not there. In fact, Aura, which um, I believe is one of the um, largest developments by one developer, um, is right there, next to Caloundra in Aura. I mean, this is... This is a city, a whole new city, yeah. that when I moved to the Sunshine Coast, it wasn't there. Yeah. It was just land, you know? So, you know, even, even Pelican Waters, you know, where I live, there's no land left now, you know? There was, no one was even fighting for it when I first came here because there was so much of it, now there's none left. So I think when you're part of a place that is developing at the speed that mm. it is, you know, um, I've seen the transition with businesses on the Sunshine Coast and how customer service levels have had to, you know, get better. Yeah. Because the more people that come in, the higher the expectation from the consumer mm. and the better the, the customers. And competition. Become. I like someone, if someone will figure out how to satisfy a customer if, if that's not you. So. Absolutely. I strongly believe and, you know, maybe other people in my industry would, you know, probably dislike me for saying this, but I believe that our company raised the standards when it came to carpet cleaning and pest control because we gave our customers such a high level and fantastic um, service and workmanship yeah. that the standard it was at at the time was now not, they're not good enough. So everyone had to raise it. And there's some amazing companies in our space that do amazing work as well. And, you know, we love to collaborate with our, even people that, you know, traditionally you would class as yeah. competition. No, that's actually so true. Like that, I can think back of like when I used to, you know, compare my business in the Gold Coast to compared to the Sunshine Coast, like differences in like the expectation and how it's rising. Like, you know, when, when we go around like here before, no one had like a cleaning checklist in the work office sort of thing. And in the Gold Coast, that's like a, that's basic, a given. Yeah. So, I'm, but you know, we used to call people to let them know that we were running five minutes late. Yeah. Because our attitude is whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes, your time's precious and it's not down to us to take away your time. Mm. And people used to say to us, why, why are you calling me? It's only five minutes. Yeah. It's like they were in shock because the standard when people would just rock up whenever they felt like it and that was okay. Yeah. You know, in my eyes, if I say to you, we will be there between 10, 30 and 11, we will be there between 10, 30 and 11. Yeah. And if something prevents us from doing so, we will pick up the phone and tell you why yeah, and yeah. make sure it's okay with you, you know, so... Mm. So in that, that sounds to me like so in your business, um, family friendly carpet cleaning, which, which is your area of um, like 
that you constantly strive to improve on? So that sounds to me like maybe is it convenience, quality, or cost-effective, or what would be that area that you think like comes to your mind? Like, is it what you guys are constantly innovating towards? Well, um, you know, if I look at our vision statement mentally, because I don't have the copyright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think quality workmanship. Um, and customer service hand in hand they have to be number one there's always striving to do better learn how to do something in a different way to improve I mean obviously if you put bleach on your carpet we just you know we can't fix it mm -hmm. but if there's a stain that would be usually quite tough to get out how can we find a different method and something that we did actually do um, well Mickey actually did was he did this really cool thing with you know crayon that actually I'm going to explain it completely yeah. wrong and no, okay. disclaimer, do not try we'll this We'll put the video on. Yeah, we can put it, if you have a video or something, I can put it on. I don't actually have a video okay. of it because it was, and this is probably typical um, of, you know, us and what we strive towards all the time. Um, they, they had, um, it was like a bleach effect. So if you've got a stain on your carpet that's lighter coloured than the carpet, the chances are it's actually been bleached in right. some way, shape or form. So... And you don't just get that by pouring bleach on it, there's different ways. But um, in this particular carpet, there was an area, um, it couldn't be dyed for whatever reason. Um, and Mickey actually did this really cool thing with um, like crayons, where he melted the crayon and blended it into the carpet. And it was right. unreal. Coloring it, basically. Well, Bringing it back to the... Yes, but okay. with crayon. Yeah. But not like not getting on his hands and knees and colouring it yeah. like a book. Um, but there's all different things of that, you know, we've used shaving techniques on carpets, which sounds super scary and mm. again, do not try that at home. Yeah. Um, but in fact we actually got one of our biggest customers on the coast, um, and it was actually very funny because they called and said, Oh, we've just got another stain and your technician came out and they like cut the carpet. And I was like, no, no, I can assure you, <laughs> we do not cut carpet. Yeah. And I said, let me come back to you. And I rang Mickey and went, this customer's saying that we've cut their carpet. He's like, yeah, yeah, we've, we've shaved it. And I'm like, what? And I went mad. I'm like, what are you doing cutting the carpet? And, but there's, you know, there's a proper method of doing it. You know, um, it's not done with scissors as such. It doesn't, you're not actually cutting it, but in certain scenarios on certain carpets, and I just have to put that disclaimer out again, do not do it at home with anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but these are the sorts of things that we strive to do, you know, and then, you know, obviously to create a turnkey solution for the customers. Yeah. The carpet, upholstery, pests, termites, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, how do I, because I'm a customer, I'm a believer, I like, I like your product. I remember like actually one of my favorite things would be like how much I could rely on you guys, like literally like just, okay, I'll just call them. Yeah. these guys and uh, you come out like so soon and just help out even if it's something that like uh, at times I remember calling you for something that is probably not even what you do but Mickey still came out and helped you know what I mean yeah. um, so that's uh, awesome um, I got a question like, and I think I guess for the viewers because like it's such an amazing service I'm happy to just really um, promote and say hey you know if you have any sort of carpet um, cleaning or pest control needs you should definitely go um, to Donna so for example I actually and it's actually seriously um, I want my house carpet um, pest control. Yeah. How would I? How do I get that service from you? Like, do I go to your website, call you, or what's the best way? Yeah. So we just try and make it as easy as possible. So you can go through our website. You can go through our Facebook page. You can um, text. 
through, you can call through, yeah. you can WhatsApp through, you can Facebook Messenger through. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll do that. And so, but preferred method for you, what is working better? Like. Well, you... because I know you and you're my oh, friend, okay. I can you call can you. Just call yeah, me but you're so busy. My personal number. I, you know, I, I. I am busy, but I hate that word busy. Yeah, yeah. Like it's almost, I feel like everyone nowadays, they're in this competition with each other on mm. being busy. Um, I'm never too busy. Yeah. You know? How do you figure out, because one thing I know, because you're involved in so much, yeah, in general, like networking at an event and whatnot. Um, how do you, uh, time management, because like you always seem to actually at the same time be, that's okay, um, be available. Yeah. And you know, you always seem to be able to make time for people. Which is something yeah. that, like, I wish I could do as well as you do. Um, any advice on that? Like, how do you do it? I love what I do. Yeah. You know, um, I network with people that I learn from all the time. There isn't any interaction in networking that I have where I don't learn something from somebody. Um, I don't look at anyone as being better than me. I don't look at anybody like, oh, me being better than anyone else. I take everything as an opportunity to learn and grow and give. Um, and I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but it's actually very true. Mm. You know, the majority of my business comes from word of mouth or people that I've met. Yeah. And yet, I've never sold my service to anyone. You know, yeah. um, my dad used to tell me when I was little to tell five new people a day yeah. what you did for a living and you would never have to look for business. Yeah. And whilst I can't give you the actual statistics of that being correct. It's worth it. You know, that, that explains it. Yeah. That explains it because of what, going back to my question after how you, you, you how do you have time for everyone? Hmm. Uh, lately, I'm quite obsessed with like, the, the idea of like, if you do what you think is truly important to yourself, like deep inside you, what you're doing, what is important, you have endless energy, endless motivation. Yeah. Like, you know, so I think that, that explains it. just depends it. as well, you know, like I have two little girls as well, you yeah. know, I have a four year old and a seven year old. And, you know, they're my priority in life. Yeah. You know, my family in general are my priority. Um, and then, you know, obviously my business is, you know, my second priority. So, but you know, sometimes it's a give and take, you know, like some days, you know, like last night, I sat on the couch till nine o'clock, catching up on some work. Mm. But then, like today, I get to go and play Mrs. Claus and go and give all of our, you know, customers, you know, a nice hamper with some Christmas goodies in yeah. and have a chat to them face to face. And, you know, don't tell my husband, but sometimes I'll just go and have my nails done and then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that, so you would have like, you know, switching off from these and then mm. being on something else. Yeah. So what, I'm talking about um, your legacy. Um, my legacy. Your children. Your children. <laughs> yeah. What would be going into the future? Because I said to you at the beginning, um, we basically, I want our minds to go to 2050 or something, you know. What would you warn them about? What would I warn them about? Yeah. Um, I think in this day and age, people are so caught up on trying to be what other people want them to be. And that's actually wrong because they have an expectation of what other people want them to be. It's yeah. not even that they may want them to be. So they're constantly trying to, I don't know, prove something to other people instead yeah. of being themselves. Um, most people I meet, once they let their guard down a little bit and they're just them, they're like the most incredible people I've ever met. Um, but when there's any sort of uh, falseness to it, or you're trying to be somebody that you're not, yeah. it caters for someone else, um, it always it shines through. It's actually so interesting what you're saying, because like, now people are 
in the in the hand in the phone they're getting told how to behave and think and, and do you know yeah. what i mean like that's it's like they have like this thing constantly so, yeah. uh, you know i'm talking about the negative side of social media which is obviously a really good side of it but that's so true what you're saying it's like it's like yeah they're, they're being told like as to how to behave do and okay um, i am still into my daughter and especially my seven-year-old um, at the moment and a prime example is this morning they're actually off to aussie world and vacation care today so she's today. very excited oh. and um but she's um you know she can be a little bit sensitive in certain areas and you know there's one particular ride there that she's quite scared of and she said oh but they'll make me go on it and I said well no one can make you do anything mm -hmm. you want you don't want to do and she said yeah but you know all my friends will tell me I have to and this and I said you know Bobby no right you do not ever mm -hmm. have to do something to please somebody else yeah. and if you are trying to please someone else do it in a way of giving to be kind not to sacrifice your own happiness or what you know who you are and it's something i instill into them all the time i mean they're only seven so but their brain is like seven a, and four, uh, but like a sponge you exactly know? you know and um you know my girls are really really clever kids and i know i know every parent will say that yeah, yeah it's no, true I really um, <laughs> if anything like you so yeah well thank you but they have an incredible um i'm actually going to use the word extraordinary way of looking at it um like at life in general already um, and the things they do like i'll say no to something you know in typical mummy fashion and then they will find a loophole <laughs> to yeah. do it in such a way where i have not so i can't be mad at them mm. because they've not done what i've like they've done what i've said but they've found a loophole and for me i really encourage that way of thinking because I hate the word rules, yeah. right? I think you should abide by the rules, but don't create your own rules in your head, if that makes sense, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah. And, and business, like, because obviously you, um, in business, business-wise, what would you say? And, and going back to, okay, so let's put ourselves in the setting of Sunshine Curves, getting yeah. busier, getting like this and that. So your um, children, well, it, hopefully, you know, if they want to follow your steps and have their own businesses, what would you say to them like it's important in 2021 and, and beyond uh, what's important in business well actually it's funny because i may have accidentally instilled into them since about one years old that they both <laughs> wanted to be plastic surgeons all right yeah. um so if you ask either one of my daughters what they want to do when they're older they'll tell you a plastic surgeon <laughs> okay um and actually the reason i did that was to instill into them to aim for the top mm. you know too too often people don't aim for the top because they don't feel like they can do it or that they're worth it so i don't know like i, I don't really know how to answer that question to be honest Leo. i think um i don't know the world change it changes rapidly and a part of me sort of thinks that we're going to do this loop circle you know um you know, you see people, you know, even in retail buying from overseas and doing this and doing that, and then it does this loop back to buying local. Yeah. And then, so, you know, in the workplace, but, you know, I teach my girls to be good, kind, honest people with integrity, because um, integrity is you so know, that's what's very, very important yeah. for me. Um, and for them to reach as high as they can imagine and, you know, do not sell themselves short. And um, you've met Mickey, so you understand, yeah, yeah. you know, his personality mm. as well. 
But um, that's what we teach them, you know. If my daughter asks me for advice now about going into business or anything. Okay, um, so if, if that happens, one thing, you, and you only can say to her one thing. Oh. We can come back to this, but. I think listen to people. Okay. Yeah, you know? that's actually so, um, so important. It's like, you know, I don't know if you've seen, like, I've been sort of writing here and there, no one, like, I don't know where it is. But um, personally, from my experience, like, um, the, the, the important thing is to ask the right questions. And, well, that's a big one, like, who, not how, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, lately, I'm so obsessed with, like, you know, trying to ask the right questions, like, yeah. myself to others. Because think of marketing, it's just asking the right questions, like who are we targeting? It's just basic you know? listening. Yeah. I mean, I wish so much that you just did general domestic house cleaning. Like, yeah. I really wish you did. You know, it's funny because I've had like that many inquiries, but I have to say no. Well, you would, I know, and I completely get it. Like, for a domestic home cleaner, it's a difficult position because every person has their own expectation of what they like. Mm. But a prime example of that listening in that sector is I'm that customer that would pay top dollar to have someone come into my house mm. and just clean my house the way I want it. Yeah. And all I care about, and I've said many times, is please remove the dust from the house. So skirts, yeah. light switches, boards, you know, open the door, close the door, vacuum behind yeah. it. And I've actually not met one cleaner <laughs> that can just listen. Yeah, okay. Like just listen to yeah. what I've asked. You know, they're very busy doing what they think. Yeah, you know, but so listening, okay. Yeah. Well, and going back to, if I can actually just throw in, like, why we don't do domestic, well, uh, I think in 2021, we're actually going to disrupt the commercial cleaning industry. Yeah. So, that's that's where I'm, we are at, at Easy Clean, so. Well, I think you're already disrupting the oh, commercial uh, cleaning. Well, I think you, you have a very um, strategic way of doing things, um, and I think you're putting organization into people's organizations um, with their cleaning okay. and um, I think when you talk when we we're talking earlier on about raising those standards you know I think very soon gone will be the days where a commercial cleaning company just comes in is left to their own devices and and that's that mm. and you're already set up for that so yeah. you know but you're probably providing a lot of these things to the companies so yeah that's actually it but I guess when I want to come back with this all about you um, Donna and I, actually one thing I for to tell you it's like we can put in the link below any sort of like promotion you got going on, like any sort of discount or a coupon code to drive people to your own. So we'll put that in there and you can send that to me later and we'll put that in the description. Um, so a couple final, I guess, questions because I'm very mindful of your time. Um, so just to recap, biggest learning um, during COVID, what was your biggest learning through these last 12 months? Oh, to slow down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> slow it down. Sunshine Coast style. Yeah, exactly. Um, stop saying yes to everything. You know, do what you do and do it really well. And collaborate with people. Like, really collaborate with people. Um, don't just try and get what you can out of someone else. Like, actually work with them, you know? Okay. That's actually so good. Um, good way to look at it and so I think we've, I've actually covered anything else that you probably want to say like uh, that you wish I'm asking you um, or do you think I've yeah look I think you've been pretty thorough <laughs> okay alright difficult questions um, or you find them all no I mean um, uh, look I mean a difficult question is one that you have to you know 
make us makes can answer up in your head because you don't know what you're talking about yeah. with it, I guess. But uh, that's my goal, by the way. Like, if, I, if someone can answer these questions like super easy, like I'm not doing my job. Like, I want to really like, like I said, to dig deep. Yeah. Um, so okay, well, that's pretty much it. I want to go back to that. You know, that time in the foyer. At, what's the name of the building? Tom, Contiki, Con, the Contiki, Contiki building. building. Yeah. That, that is what's sort of, honestly, that's what sort of started this whole thing. Because, oh, like, that's so cool. um, no, seriously. And because um, what happened is, like, the day after, a couple days after, I, I sort of did a similar thing with one of my clients. I put the phone out and started recording, and all of a sudden, I had a podcast. Yeah. But we were talking about something so interesting, which I really want to bring back up is workplace culture changing, where, you know, it's no more like, we were talking about like there's no such thing as like hierarchy and that's what's gonna probably keep evolving where everyone's at the same level they're part of a team so, could we, so if we can go back to that you were also talking about profit sharing which is sort of like having a real uh more of like a, a group of people that are like-minded and they're serving a common purpose not so much like how it used to be where it's like okay i'm the boss i do what you say so do you has your view changed since that time we spoke or what do you think about that like how is it going to change workplace culture oh look it's so it's a difficult that is a difficult question okay. to ask me right now That's good. The, <laughs> the reason it is is because um i guess my outlook to that depends on where i sit at that you know at that given time at the moment i'm not sure what the reason is um but i'm really struggling to find people to come and work within us like we are definitely an employer of choice you know we you know our team are we're a very close-knit team you know we work very well together and you know we we all you know give and take a lot in the in the working environment but I am struggling to, to find good people to come through the door so I will just make that a plug for people good people that um, yeah. they want some work but I mean yeah I do you know I grew up in this environment where you know you were especially if you were going into a company from the beginning you you know you had your manager and supervisor and then you had the owner of the business and everything was very like there was this hierarchy of people and you know I grew up in a place where it was you know I don't really care how you feel as an employee mm. like mm. I'm you know you're, you're paid to do a job do it if you don't want to do it well I'll find someone else and I don't know whether it's Australia or the world in general or maybe it's just the Sunshine Coast mm. but that's certainly not the case here, you know, and um, I won't lie, it's taken me a while to get out of that mentality. But, you know, now in our culture, in our, in, you know, in our company culture, we, we look at our team, we're all equal. We are all part of a team, okay, and we're all part of making that stronger, you know. So, yes, I pay the wages at the yeah. each week, you know, but, you know, none of my team feel they can't come to me with ideas, uh, issues that arise or ways to make things better. In fact, I mentioned it to you last time, we, we have a lunch once a month on us, we sit around the table and we like, okay guys, how, we, how can we make your life easier? You know, yeah. what, what's going on in your day-to-day -day work, yeah. you know, get involved. So when I talk about profit share and going down that path, obviously there is, um, there's many different forms of, of that. Mm. Um, and I guess you'd have to, you know, speak to a mixture of account, accountants, yeah, yeah. you know, recruitment agencies and lawyers about that. But I do believe for the right companies with the right structure that bringing people together on a profit share basis, it's almost like you have this, you know, partnership yeah, with your yeah. with your team yeah. that motivates them to do their best because their profit 
their income depends on the performance of exactly. the business. Exactly. I totally agree. And like in the concept of like, if a business owner or CEO or manager bringing coming down out of that hierarchy, um, it would be fair for the frontline staff and everyone to sort of also rise raise up to that same level and meet halfway in a way of like, okay, well, we're in this together. If the company goes down, well, we all go down. If the company, not hopefully not, but if the company goes up, we, <laughs> yeah. we all experience that um, uprise. Yeah. But at the same time, if there's a struggle, I don't think it's fair for only the, the owner to suffer. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think we all need to yeah. sort of like, and, and the thing, good thing is if there's a um, tight team, well, the most likely is that there's not going to be any suffering because you're going to do well. Yeah. So one and it all thing, comes back to that collaborative approach. Yeah. So the way it works, you know, in this company, and again, like I'm certainly not giving advice out, but in my yeah. experience, there's um there's a really it sort of feels like everything's in the employee's favor. You know, a business owner takes immense risk having a business. Mm. They they take on the role of, you know, of everything pretty much. And they assume all the liabilities and everything else. Um, and there's, you know, a staff member in most cases are not held accountable, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even if, if somebody comes in and does something really bad in my business, I have an option to either pay out their notice while they go and sit at home or have them work out their notice and risk, you know, them, you know, really damaging my business. Mm. Um, and that's really hard on the business owner. So, look, I know there's, I don't know, if, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, like, totally. There's, there's a lot of dickhead employers out there <laughs> and I get yeah. that, you know. Um, but for employers that are doing the right thing, you know, and they do look after their team and they want the best for the team. You know, one of our mottos is, you know, the more money you make, guys, the more money we make. Mm -hmm. Like, the closer we work together and work as a team, we all, you know, stay above board. And, you know, we, you know, we love it, you know. I send on this WhatsApp group we've got as a team, there's a lot of banter and pictures and everything that go in through the day. Yeah. I don't know how they get any work done, but anyway, I sent a, a message to them all just saying thank you. I know, you know, it's been this time of year crazy mm. busy and just, you know, how much I appreciate and value their support. And, you know, the response was, you know, you're working just as hard, if not harder. Thank you, you know, for you know, keeping us as such a strong team and, mm. you know, so it's a really, it's a great environment, if yeah. that makes sense. The problem, I think, is that as much as there's a lot of work done by the government in putting in place regulation and legislation mm. um, to look after, uh, you know, like what employees, like their experience and like, you know, make it, make sure that they have like a safe and fair, uh, they have safe and fair jobs. But there's no. Uh, this is one problem in the. I think in the world, most countries like that. There's not enough effort put into updating those old uh, legislations and, and regulations. Mm -hmm. So it seems like all the focus is on more legislation, more regulation, more legislation, more regulation. And so it's not like getting um, updated in the back end. But it's all for the legislation, the rules, and everything appears to be for the employer. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. And which yeah. the, the consequence is, mm. and I can tell you from first hand experience, I, I'm not hiring as many people as I, as, I, as I wish I could. You know what I mean? I'm not taking on some jobs as much as I, I wish I could. But because I need to be very careful as to, like, you know, how risky it is to have employees. Yeah. You know, and recently, actually, we got um, there's this levy I was not aware of, but I had to all of a sudden back pay people from 2018. And that's fine. I said, like, look, I, I'm sorry. I just didn't know there was this such thing as um, this additional type of levy called Q leave. I don't know if you have, do you have to pay that? 
Kiwi? I hope not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. I'll be so, reading my account and yeah. after this. <laughs> and, and the thing is, look, it was not a huge amount I had to back pay, but um, at the time, you know, for someone, I had to basically dedicate a couple of days on to look into spreadsheets and like going back into 2019. And I said to the la lady, um, hey, I really respect what you're doing. I know it's your job. And uh, I, by all means, I want to do the right thing. I want to pay it all. But I said, like, um, can I just pay without having to do all this back work and like figuring out, can I just pay because I, I would like to focus actually on growing the business and mm -hmm. employing more people rather than spend time on something that isn't going to return anything to me. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, I mean, I hope I'm not the only one with a tiny bit of frustration um, when it comes down to um, if I could just keep working on growing the business and employing more people mm -hmm. rather than um, going looking back in time and like maybe I did this wrong and that wrong, but hey, um, you know, it's hard enough to start a freaking business. Mm -hmm. Um, and get past that third year of like, okay, we made it or not. Mm -hmm. So that's just, I guess, I don't know if you, do you agree on that? Like maybe that they need to be also um, updating those old um, legislation because it all seems to be yeah, favoring um, Ali, favoring we employees. need another at least five podcast interviews okay. to talk about my opinion. Well, that's good. That. That, okay, that's good. <laughs> so maybe watch this space but in a, in a couple of months. But um, look, I so have you, a do you feel that you share the... the is it like, am I onto something or is it just me? Like, Oh, I mean, look, I think there's many different elements of it. There's a lot of things, whilst I don't agree with, I completely understand. And there's a lot of things that I just outright just do not support. Do are not you saying about what I said or like in general? In, like, oh, no, in general, okay. I think. Um, I don't know like the full scenario about your thing, um, but I've been in positions like that in the past, um, you know, where... Um, like in particular when I've you know wanted to try and get rid of somebody in our company mm. um, it was a very very difficult process and I had to go you know I have to have every single thing documented I mean like once if I just didn't like him I mean, yeah, yeah like and I just didn't want him to work in the business that I put my heart and soul into like so but that's not a reason like I can't not oh, have somebody in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I mean, it wasn't that I didn't like this particular employee. Like he was actually a really lovely guy. He'd been with us quite a while. But as we developed, he refused to develop with us, um, and it posed an issue because when new people were coming through the door, and he was you know training them incorrectly, and then they were coming to me saying, "What's going on? I've I've done this blah 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 like this," and it's like, "Well, you know what's going on?" Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, in general, I've only ever had to actually sack three people in okay. what seven eight years oh that's good yeah so we retain our people um we retain our team because you know we're, we're pretty nice to work with you know um we try and let everyone just you know get on with it and be there you know when they need it and do support. you think and this whole situation is it do you think it's pushing for out, um outsourcing and vas or in any way do you do you have any experience with that like you know being tempted to for example okay well look so Having another staff member uh, employee is such a huge liability, yeah. uh, and maybe you start to consider like outsourcing that to like a VA or something. Look, I believe there's a lot of really, really good people out there. Yeah. I just believe, um, what's that fairy tale saying? You know, you just have to kiss a few frogs before you find your prince sort of yeah. thing. And I think it's exactly the same in the workforce. Look, I have managed to find, you know, in particular, you know, three guys that have been with us quite a while who I absolute treasure um, and they are absolutely brilliant. You know, no one is perfect, but it's the way that you deal with things. You wanna see you wanna say their names so like maybe that if they're lucky to Yeah, well we've got um, Chris who's our supervisor who has just been, you know, 
probably our biggest gem since we've ever well done, done the business. So they say if you can find employees that are eighty percent of your of the owner, you're doing really well. Mm. And and he is definitely probably that ninety percent of of Mickey. We'll say okay. so. Really, really, um, really grateful to have him on our team. Um, we have um, Shane. Shane was very, very new to the industry, and we we trained him, and he picked it up really well. And he's becoming um, very quickly our, one of our customers' uh, favourite. You know, right. people within the business. I've probably met him, no? Like, at least, uh, no, like, not sure. Oaks? No, no, he wasn't with us then. So, um, and then we've got Dave. Now, Dave, um, he had his own carpet cleaning company about 10 years ago, and he sold it and went out of the industry, and he's now come back in with us. Okay, um, so brought so, in a lot of expertise. Yeah, so he's, you know, he's got a lot of expertise, and he's just a lovely guy as well. But the biggest thing between our entire team is they all have integrity, they all have honesty, they all, you know, they are all account Sharing your, accountability. Your they do, and yeah. that's very important. Because if you don't, you can't change someone's values, yeah. you can't teach people values. Yeah. So to find people with them is very important. Well, that's why my group interviews is all about values. I don't care if you know how to clean or not, you know, it's all yeah. about values. Um, exactly right. By the way, when I said BA, so outsourcing, um, yeah. episode three, you yeah. gotta have to. Uh, Go and like uh, watch episode three because we talk. Uh, I spoke to someone about cybersecurity and like basically IT, yeah, cool. very expert on that. And in that episode, you can learn how to basically um, the most ethical and sustainable way to outsource. Um, but I'm not going to tell you. You have to go and watch that episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. But yeah, it's basically you know because you don't have to necessarily outsource overseas, and, mm. and you know you can keep it local actually with outsourcing thanks to technology. Yeah. I gave it away, but anyways. But I would. I like. I have outsourced in the past. Yeah. Within Australia. Mm. Um, but I think as well, when you are a very local company in an area like the Sunshine Coast, I could be wrong, but my perception is people want to deal with people on the ground here, yeah. you know, and so outsourcing even, you know, to people interstate, um, as good as it is, like people want people on the ground here. They want to deal with somebody that if they wanted to turn up yeah. at an office or somewhere that they can. So yeah. just my perception. No, and your perception, I want to remind everyone like, well, you are very involved with communities, networking groups and, and chambers and all that. So what you're saying actually, I'm going to make sure to go back and listen and, and apply as much as I can from what I learned from you. That's uh, I think I'm done with the questions. Um, thank you again so much for, I hope you got out of something out of this. Always. Um, Really? Always, okay. always learn something new. Okay, that's and good. And it's been great meeting some more of the Easy Clean team. Yeah. And uh, actually seeing where all the magic happens. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to take a picture of you in your office, but you know, yeah, so it's, a little, it's, a bit it's a little bit messy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. We can still do one. Like, it's more like we can be like a real picture. Or I'll tidy it up or whatever. But uh, I do want a uh, quick shout out to obviously. Um, I guess like who's sponsoring this podcast is actually Easy Clean. You know, I couldn't do it with, without all the work that. You know these guys and, and the, the team especially the ones in the gold coast like they're working their ass off and, and i get the luxury of like being able to do a bit of what i love to do you know put time in that so a big shout out to the team at the gold coast easy clean um and um that's that's a wrap thank you so much donna um like i said i would love if maybe in six months or yeah let's talk about um that other topic that you know we can get into um 
So yeah, thank you so much. Perfect, thanks for having me. Anything you want to say? Anyone? Shout out to anyone, come on. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think uh, the only person I didn't mention before that I absolutely should have, and he should have been first on it, was, um, of course, Mickey. I was going to say, you know what? But I mentioned him right the way through, but when I think of you, because he's my... um, That is something. Yeah. Let me tell you, that is something that, like, I I watched this uh, video, and it's so freaking true. It's like, when uh, when you ask a business owner, so if I ask you, hey, who's your... You know, best employee. You'll be yeah. like, you start to think of your employees, um, and very rarely, or no one will actually say. Because in your case, I'm sure it's you are the, the one that works the hardest. You bring the most value to the company. End of the story. Yeah, and Mickey, I do. Mickey, yeah. either equal or second. So, um, I want to take an opportunity to, because um, I know the amazing work that you do. I want you to, if no one, you know, we don't get this enough. So I want to obviously congratulate you for all the really hard work and you know, amazing things you do. Um, it's a difficult time of the year, so I hope that this is a, an opportunity for me to just actually congratulate you on your success. Thank you. Um, and yeah, keep it up on 2021. Are you excited for that or you want to take a little break or what's, what's the story for 2021? Uh, look, we have some really big goals to achieve in 2021. Yeah. Um, 2020 has been a very interesting year, but we learned a lot. We actually, when when COVID hit and we were in isolation whilst I was trying to homeschool my six-year-old at the time and entertain my three-year-old at the time, um, we actually became accredited to do meth testing and decontamination. So that's like when people, um, you know, unfortunately cook up and yeah. and take you know ice or, or you know meth whatever your terminology is it for it so we actually do support the um australian anti-ice campaign as well so i encourage they're doing some awesome things as well in trying to create that awareness mm. um i get very conflicted between you know thinking well you know how terrible for people to get themselves in a position where they feel that's the only way to turn yeah but then on the other side to sort of go, oh, this is, you know, it's quite a selfish act that has such a big impact on other people. Mm. So I'm like playing with that battle in my mind, just, you know, speaking very openly and honestly. But um, as I'm learning more and more about it, mm. um, you know, I feel there needs to be more awareness of it. Yeah. Um, one out of three homes in Brisbane, for example, that are tested come back positive. Um, it's not legislated yet, but... If you if you um, are a homeowner and you've got tenants in, I strongly advise you, you know, as tenants are leaving, um, to have a meth test done, you know, as well, um, just because of the, you know, the. I heard actually. Yeah, I got a bit of an insight from someone in council mm. that this is going to be a huge thing. It is, yeah. So we we took that opportunity during COVID uh, when we were in that lockdown period to become accredited. So Chris um, and Mickey, Mm. um, they're certificated in in, um, being able to test and also decontaminate properties as well. So we hope we don't have many of them to do on this beautiful Sunshine Coast, but if we do, that's an area that that we um, we now do as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, once again, thank you so much, Donna. I look forward to the next one. Um, Have a great day, everyone. And make sure to please subscribe, like, share, all all that stuff that you got to do with um, YouTube videos because then this podcast can grow. I guess it's the fuel, the energy that we need to really go to 2050 and bring back um, some amazing thoughts and ideas. And I can't wait to share that with everyone. So anyways, uh, until the next episode, I'll see you all then. Bye.